Welcome to the friendliest campus in the South. Back guy Blanchard, one back set, rolls right, pressure coming, throws, Middleton got it, To the gym of the hills. He lifts it to left, that one's pretty well hit, all on the run, that ball is gone. Home of the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. This is your podcast for JSU Sports. High fly ball, center field. It is back. It's out of here. With your hosts, Brandon Owens and Cody Hooks, this is Cocky Nation. Welcome back, FCS Fan Nation and JSU fans, to where you can get all of your Cocky Nation news, especially our latest news, which we are so excited to share. Brandon and I literally called each other last night in tears and tears of joy. So, Brandon, would you like to give them the news that they already know about? Uh, we got our second Power 5 win of our D1 era. Uh, now, I'm pretty sure we State. still have a recording of that, uh, Brandon. Would you we like to we do. Snap the Cooper, looking down the field. He's got a man caught it. He's free. Phil y'all Johnson at the ten, at the five. Touchdown! 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 There are no flags. Touchdown pass on the final snap of the game. Jacksonville State has won it. So first off, I would just like to say, if you're not already using the meme where it's the Florida State cheerleader. Oh, that's like the best thing. That's the best thing. Because the touchdown, like, if you're not already using it, please, please go use it. It's it's hilarious. Um, But, of course... Just as that recording said, it was the final play of the night. It is six seconds left in the game. It is fourth and ten. We are way past the 50-yard line in our territory. And Zarek Cooper throws a 59-yard touchdown to our wide receiver. We won the game 20-17. Brandon, your thoughts? Um. Honestly, I went to Struts and watched the first half, and I was very pleased with the first half. Even though we went into halftime behind, I was very pleased with our performance, especially our defensive performance. Even though the as the game went on, um, as it should against an FBS opponent, uh, the depth started kicking in on Florida State side. Um, but we still stuck in there, like. Now, granted, there were it was a very messy game penalty wise from both sides, um, but I think the fact that we stayed in the game is what caused a lot of the penalties for Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that we hung in all the way to the fourth quarter this go round, unlike last year, and then yeah. throw that. A touchdown pass, like I was already happy we had gotten, we had just gotten a touchdown right. uh, within five minutes. Um, shout out Ahmad Edwards, that was an amazing uh, throw from Zarek Cooper to you. You were absolutely wide open and just literally just waltzed it right into the end zone. It was amazing. I loved it. So we were down seventeen fourteen. Uh, I was already happy uh, with the score deficit 
for for us. Um, so whatever happened, I was going to be happy, but I w- really was not expecting a last second touchdown to win the game. So I'm pretty sure I live in Meehan Hall on Jackson on Jacksonville State's campus. So I'm pretty sure that with the people that were in town, I woke everybody up with how loud I was screaming. Yeah. See, I was I was in the opposite. I was at home. I was in bed. I was literally watching it as uh, as I'm sitting there watching it on my phone, and I saw the touchdown uh, that got us to 14 to 17. I was like, oh my gosh, like that's awesome. And so I'm still letting, sitting there, and then we got them four in, four out, you know, and got them out, and got the ball back, three minutes left in the game. And I'm like, please, please get that ball down the field. If anything, let our kicker, who apparently his, his longest kick is only 49 yards. So I was scared because I was like, if we don't get that ball down the field, we're not going to be able to hit a field goal. And so when – Zarek kept missing pass after pass. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, it's fourth and ten. There's six seconds left. We have one touchdown. Now, hypothetically speaking, we can get the ball down, have about three seconds left, and then attempt the field goal. So that's what I was just hoping for. But when he backed up and Zarek threw that ball and it landed in his hands, and then the two Florida State – First off, Florida State, what, what, what was wrong with those two players? Because they literally just stopped in their tracks. Oh, I'm pretty sure that they were so shocked that he caught the ball that they stopped playing. Exactly. About I think they seconds. thought he was maybe out or something and he just ran in and I just, I lost it. I, I ran around my house. I called Brandon. We were freaking out with each other. Like it was such a great moment. And overall, like I will agree with Brandon. I thought it was a very messy game. Um, just as far as penalties, because I know there was a couple we had targeting call on us, Florida, and then you know there was some things that happened at the end of the game, which we'll talk about later. But the one thing that I find interesting about all of this is that last week on Sunday they played Notre Dame, and they held up against Notre Dame, and actually went into overtime with Notre Dame. And then now here we come us going into this game and it's only 20 to 17. What what happened? Like that's what I, were are they okay? Did they just take a beating from Notre Dame and just couldn't hold on? Like I mean a win's a win and it's a power 5 win. So uh speaking of which, thanks for that uh $400,000 um, right. <laughs> we're not going to complain. Uh, don't we also get a bonus for winning? I think. Man, sure. I wish. I seriously but, wish. But that was the first FCS loss for Florida State. And I'm just excited. And yeah. It's great. Yeah, there's a lot of people on um, – Twitter that are saying because that they lost to Jacksonville State. Not to mention, like, um, whoever the guy, the FSU alum that's on, like, the ACC network, the mm-hmm. huddle, um, he was – he. I mean, he – I'm a JSU fan, and I will agree with him. You do not lose to Jacksonville State if you are an FBS program, let alone a brand like Florida State. You do not lose but, to, but, F, to Jacksonville State. 
but you did. <laughs> but you but did. But you did. <laughs> so, but on Twitter, um, there were a lot of people that were saying um, that FSU has hit rock bottom. And I honestly, I I don't know if they have hit rock rock bottom um, because rock rock bottom is when you go defeated the entire season. Like you lose all of your games. I don't think FSU is there yet, but this this propels them in that direction. Now, like I said, you do not you do not lose to just like Washington did against Montana. You do not lose to even a powerhouse FCS conf, uh, FCS team. You do not do that if you are in the Power Five, unless you are like Vanderbilt or Arkansas. Now, arguably speaking, some analysts have argued that it might turn into that for Florida State, that they might actually hit real rock bottom. They won't win a game at all because, let's face it, this was the last. Like, nah, honestly, that, they'll, they'll beat Georgia Tech. We hope so, but I'm not sure, and we don't know exactly right now. But it's it's one of those scenarios like because the analysts were talking and I was listening to them, they said – it's only going to get harder from here. And depending on how Georgia Tech flies in there, I mean, it might turn into a blowout for them as well. We don't know. And so is this the end for Florida State, or is this a time for change? Which, arguably, we could say the same thing for JSU. But we'll get into that in just a second. Now, Brandon, I know one of the things that you wanted to talk about was uh, the discipline that was happening. Um, so you, do you want to elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, so even though that this was a win, and I will go ahead and say this is a fantastic win for JSU, even though it was super messy, we still had 13 penalties for 111 yards. Right. That is still not okay. It doesn't matter. Like, even if you play Alabama and you beat them by one point, if you have 15 penalties for 150 yards – in a win against Alabama, who is number one in the nation, yeah, that is still not a very disciplined game. Yeah, like and you have got to fix the discipline issues going forward, especially yeah. if you're, especially with this helping us get into the playoffs. You're not going to last very long against teams like Delaware, South Dakota State, North Dakota yeah. State, James Madison, who basically play perfect football. You're mm-hmm. not going to last. They're, those teams are going to take advantage of those penalties and turn them into points. One of my biggest arguments, one of the biggest things I hate as far as penalty-wise is like you spend years practicing. You spend years training yourself to be prepared. And yet some of those penalties were offsides because we had our, uh, our defense – jumping the line and i was just like why why are you jumping the line yeah and now it seems like that's fixed and it's transferred over to the offensive side which i I don't know why that why that happened now to be fair like at the end of the game the defense did it again and now luckily we were able to still get them uh down to their fourth uh to fourth down and they tried to get us to jump again and we held up and that was good. But still it's the fact of the matter, like you cannot. And, and, and that's the argument I heard. You cannot watch those hands. You cannot watch the, the quarterback's hands. You need to watch the ball. If that ball flies out from, from the center, then you get off that line. 
But if they don't move, if that ball doesn't move, then you should not move. And I get it. I haven't played football in a while, and I get it. When you're in the zone, when you're in the game, it's a little bit different. But it is, again, one of those just discipline things that we got to hopefully work through. So I, t- I say that, but I say it with a grain of salt because, again, uh, JSU uh, defense line, O-line, uh, just understand I'm not saying, like, you're terrible. I'm saying, like, I need to understand, like, where it's coming from. You understand what I mean if, if you're yeah. listening to this? Yeah, there. literally – if we fix that issue, our penalties, our penalty numbers would go way down. And that's way down. Hope. But arguably, arguably speaking, is it them or could it be the coaches? Now, I will say kudos to the coaching staff. Ross, you did a fantastic, you know, getting us the win. But is this a redemption or is this, you know, hey, even though we won, we still need to analyze it to that degree. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Well, there was a lot of people. There was one person in particular on Twitter um, that commented or posted that said, um, if this week is a, I mean, this was a great win, but if we go into next week and we either don't beat North Alabama Mm -hmm. or we don't perform like we should against North Alabama, Gross is on the hot seat. Now, I don't think that's the case because of having a win against Florida State is going to outweigh any of that. Right. But, the I mean, they, time, they, that that person does have a point. It, it's, it should be the same for um, FSU's coach as it would be for, for Gross because – in oh, that I'm, scenario, surprised, I'm surprised FSU didn't, didn't fire their coach right after the game. Well, it, it's still a little too early. Now, arguably speaking, and Brandon and I talked about when, when we're talking about coaching and we're talking about the you know the discipline issues, I keep saying that our defense line needs to hold the line. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just paying attention to just certain plays, but one of the things that I just felt like we kept having a problem with is our defense line couldn't hold up when a running back was coming through there, especially with Florida state, Florida state's running back was just blowing through our defense line and some of our cornerbacks that they were on the outside. And so it, it's just, it was hard to watch that sometimes. Cause I'm like, you have to hold the line. You have to stop the ball. And there were plenty of times where we did, but it has to be on a consistent basis. Right. Um, and, and it almost seemed like because of that, our secondary had to come in and save them uh, because there were numerous times where Nicario Harper would come up and stop the run. Um, yeah, we, we have got – I mean, I'm not really worried. It, it might have been just a bad game for the rushing defense because, honestly, our passing defense was pretty good. Yeah, they um, Still some issues like – Every team yeah. right now still some issues to fix before the end of the season or even the middle of the season, mm-hmm. but our de- our passing defense looked pretty okay. I mean, I wouldn't say it looked good or great, but it looked okay. Right. Um, definitely a lot better than um, UAB. But in the same breath, like I'm not I'm not really worried about the rushing defense because it was probably a bad game. I mean, we shut down UAB's r- uh, rushing attack. So I'm not really worried that we we couldn't stop FSU's rushing attack. 
FSU is supposed to be a better team than UAB. Now, after this, after this game, is that really in question? Probably with the entire nation. But realistically, well, FSU should be the better team. So I'm not really worried. So here's me playing devil's advocate because you say we stopped UAB, but arguably speaking, we didn't because otherwise, like we did on, as far as like rush. But if we if our defense was to stop them, then we would have not given up 31 points. Was it 31? 31. 31. So that's my argument. But, but look at look at the majority of the scores in the UAB game. They were fair. they were passing. They weren't rushing. There. But um enough with the defense. Let's let's go ahead and let's talk about offense. Um I just want to say I found the most hilarious meme today. Uh, where it was Davo Sweeney, I laying in bed looking at a photo, and it was a photo of Zarek when he was still at Clemson, and it was like, you know, just a picture of him, and, and it was like when you're missing uh, Zarek too much because you know Clemson is just having some struggles right now. I mean, they they won yesterday, but that was, I mean, it was South Carolina State. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Zarek, man, oh my God. Yeah, like he he had some really good numbers. Uh Brandon, you have those numbers for the game altogether, right? I do. Let me put them up here real quick. Let's take a look at that. I like those numbers. I mean, they could be a little bit better, but I mean, 242 yards and passing, I mean, it's not bad. Not bad. Mm-mm. And then 17 for 38 uh mm-hmm. completion rate. I mean, still not Great, great, like some other quarterbacks, but vastly improved from the UAB game where he was literally 50% completion rate. Mm-hmm. So I, I will say that the passing especially was very much improved. And can I just go ahead and say it is finally, I'm finally happy that JSU won a game where we outgained the other team in total yards. Right. Instead of be instead of being outgained and winning the game, I'm so right. happy that finally happened. Yeah, and, and see, I'm excited because if Zarek has finally showed up, which I think he has, I think the season itself uh, will look a lot brighter as far as the offense goes. Um, I have no worries about next week, um, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I think Zarek is going to – I think this is his final year. He knows it's his final year. I think he's ready, and I think he's going to show up each and every game. Yeah, he finally decided to show up after being here for, what, four or five years? Yeah. Um, so thank you for finally showing up. I hope you stay here. I hope you stay at the party because we are looking – we are hoping that you take us all the way to Frisco this year. Um, so please – Please, right. please just get better from this. You, this was a fantastic game for you to show up, and I hope you you stay this way as far as your playing goes, and you just improve from here because we're gonna need it. Trust me. Oh yeah, and and uh, not just him, but Ron Wiggins, man, like he he, you know, for all any of you that don't know who Ron Wiggins is, or maybe you just started hearing his name. Uh, he was second in the state as far as like stats, um, and he went to Jacksonville, 
high school mm -hmm. and he decided to stick to home and join the Gamecocks and he had a really good night too. Um, so uh, Wiggins, you're looking good, man. And if you're listening to this, I'm, I'm excited to see more because I think you're going to be a real good running back, not just for us, but if you keep up the good work, it's going to look good later in the future. Yeah, I I want to also highlight another running back. Now, Josh Samuel, we know you're good. We we don't have to say that every episode. You're good. Trust me. But right. Pat Jackson, Pat, I heard yeah. Pat's name so much. He oh, yeah. had ten rushing. Uh, he had ten carries for thirty nine yards. Now, not great, but I mean, he. There was one play towards the end of the game where he had the ball and he was just plowing through the through the defense of Florida State. They they had maybe five guys that were his size or bigger trying to take him down. He was staying up. I was like, "Dead gum, Pat Jackson! Like, come on! Like, we need more of this." Yeah. Now I will say, uh, Pat Jackson did play. Uh, he uh, he played a little bit more than Wiggins did. Wiggins, uh, I think he only had a little bit of time. Um, so, again, I still want to see more of that. But Pat Jackson had some incredible uh, stats last night. He actually had about 39 yards. He actually had more than Samuel. So, uh, Pat Jackson did this year as well. Mm -hmm. and now, then, okay, before. Before we move on, I just want to say there are a few things that I want to see happen with Zarek Cooper. Mm -hmm. um, he seemed he, – he was a lot better at decision-making. Mm -hmm. But because of that, he played super conservative and hesitated on some decisions. Oh, yeah. I would like to see him think of what to do because he sees something and act on it. Right. Like I, my I sisters, both my sisters were at agree. the game mm -hmm. and the youngest one, she said that she got so frustrated with Cooper seeing a gap mm -hmm. in the line and not tucking the ball and running like Cooper, please. If you see that, take advantage. Right. Please. And, and I, I completely agree because there were times where he would just stall. Like he would be in the back and I'm like, are you going to throw the ball or are you going to run it? Like, you cannot just sit there because at some point, either A, we're going to get a holding call because our offen offensive line is trying to protect you or they're not going to be able to hold them off and then you're going to get crum crumpled in the backfield. And we, we can't have that. You have got to act as soon as you can. I get it. When you're in the zone and you're in the moment, it's one thing, but like we, we, we got to see a little bit more of an action as soon as you can, not let me sit there in the back, unless you are comfortable with that and you know that you have the time. There's a difference. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it, 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 was, it was Cooper all together was a lot better this game and it was, it was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed this game. My BP was through the roof. Um, I had a bunch of people from FCS Fans Nation like tagging me in posts uh, and privately messaging me, asking me if I was okay, if I was alive. And 
honestly, for a hot second, I thought my heart was about to pound out of my chest through uh, due to because due to all of the excitement that I was experiencing. Like I felt my blood pressure after I had gotten off the phone with my dad and my heart was literally racing. Like right. I had to sit down and calm down. So that way I would feel a lot better. Oh yeah. And definitely as far as like receiving goes, like Wells, Julia Johnson, like got that winning touchdown. I mean, you guys. Ahmad Edwards. Ahmad Edwards was a fantastic. Like they did so well. And I, I kept saying it. Now you, you said that they were going to lose. And I was right. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that y'all watched last week. You already know. And so okay, I, but I just for, like to... but for 59 minutes and 54 seconds, who was right? But that's not what matters at the ending result. Just saying, I'm just saying, man. But who was leading for the entire game minus the last six seconds? Um, now, there is one thing I do want to talk about, and Brandon, I'd love to get your input. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my input first, and then see what you think. So, you've probably seen a lot of posts about it. You've probably seen it on some of the Facebook uh, Facebook pages that for sports. Um, but at the end of the game, Jacksonville State, uh, some of our players decided to grab some of our cheerleader flags go into the center of the field uh, on the Seminole and stab the field. And so I've heard some people say that is incredibly disrespectful. Like, why would you do that? Um, or I've heard some people say, well, they deserved it. You know, uh, they uh, they were taunting us the entire night. Uh, some of the fans were taunting us. And so I've heard both sides of the spectrum. Now, to give a little bit of my input, I personally don't think that it was disrespectful. I understand in some categories maybe it was, but I think with a win like that, even if it was a dirty win or whatever you want to call it, if it was you know the discipline issues or whatever, I think overall I don't think it was that that very disrespectful, um, and people should not necessarily look too much into it. I just think hey. They won. They were excited. They just wanted to do something that shows, hey, we won. We beat you. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's disrespectful at all. It's it's football with any kind of rivalry. You're going to have something like that happen, right. regardless of what level it is, whether it be high school, uh, college or pro. You're going to have stuff like that happen probably more on the collegiate and high school level than pro. But like I said, it happens at all levels. Um, I actually have some insight um, as to what happened during the game towards mm -hmm. JSU from the FSU fans. Okay. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but there were a lot, there were some things that happened um, with members of our band uh, from the uh, that the fans of FSU were doing, and it, th those FSU fans, in short, better be glad that I wasn't present at the game. 
which we you know yeah there's and, all, there's always a few in every and every team and every fan base like i remember brandon you remember when we went to lsu and we were literally like driving through the campus and they had people tailgating and flipping us off um, one person dropped their pants on us you know so i mean there's always people and you know that shouldn't necessarily define the rest of the fan base but at the same time you know you have to be you have to be a little more respectful you know what i mean yeah um also apparently um you re you should remember a situation like this happening actually no you don't because it didn't it didn't have it happened before you got to jsu so apparently somebody spilled a beer purposefully all over our head drum major as they were going on the field I and heard it, about this. and if if some of you older jsu uh marching southerners alumni remember there was a playoff game against utc um and it wasn't beer because we didn't sell beer at the at, at the time at the stadium but we had drinks thrown on us right before we went on for halftime mm. I'm sorry, but that plus what the fans were doing to some of our members in the stands, mm -hmm. when you're that disrespectful to us, I don't care how disrespectful we are. You get what you deserve. That's 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 actually a good thought. You know, and I think at the end of the day, I, fans that think that it was disrespectful, not saying that your opinion is wrong uh all i'm saying is maybe we we acknowledge that it happened but i wouldn't say that it's like the end of the world i think it was right. just people excited our team was excited and they just wanted to do something that shows that excitement um and so that's that's where i'm leaving it i think at the end of the day i, I wouldn't look too much into it afterwards yeah, some people were calling us classless, but really, if you had another team that was being just as classless to you, mm -hmm. you can't tell me that you wouldn't do something to get back at them mm -hmm. or or do something that in that team's eyes is disrespectful. Right. You can't tell me that you wouldn't do something like that. Yeah, there, there's always what ifs, and that's hard. And that's why we have to go with what happened and what's the future. And speaking of the future, I, uh, uh, Brandon, do you have anything left for the Florida State game other than, hey, we won and it's great? Whoop Knowles. Whoop Knowles. I, I can say, you know, it was a great game. It was fun to watch. Uh, hey, if y'all want to play again next time, go ahead. Uh, they ain't gonna call us back. That ain't gonna no, happen. No, they ain't gonna ever call us back. <laughs> but if they want, you know, um, you want to do it again? Say our place. Just that won't happen it. either. <laughs> I know. But as we're speaking about the future, next you that I'm gonna be there. This guy over here, uh, right there. This guy over here, he's gonna be there at six o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. The Jacksonville State Gamecocks will take on the, U, the University of North Alabama Lions. Tuna. Brandon. Tuna. 
Luna. Now, we already know how this is going to go. Or at least we hope we know this is going to go. Because last time, JSU played UNA at JSU at a 6 p.m. game. It was 2016. And that was my first year. 30 to 12. 30 to 12. And that was my first experience being a Southerner in the stands, in the field. And uh, it was so great. And it's going to be wonderful. That was my first game. 30 30 to 12 the last time we played him in Jacksonville? It might have been the the last time. I don't know. Let me, let me, while while we're talking about, I'll look it up. Um, But Brandon, tell tell me what you think is going to happen. Um, so just to give some back backstory about this game, um, it is band day at JSU, which is a huge recruiting event for the marching Southerners. Um, uh, we usually have 2000 to 3000 kids sign up, uh, because of COVID still being a thing. I don't know how many, uh, students are going to be at the, um, band day, but we usually have a huge crowd on, uh, band aid and I don't think that this is going to diminish that at all. Do you um, have something? Yes. Uh, the last when we played them that game, it was seventeen to twenty-four. Um, so not a huge gap, but it was still. A lot no, of I'm fun talking about I'm talking about last time we played them in Jacksonville. Oh, and yeah, that was the last time we played them in Jacksonville. That was in Florence. That was the last fall. Yeah. That no, score the was game in Florence. No, when I, the one I just looked up was 2016. We won 24 to 17 in 2016. That's what I was looking up. The last time we played them was in Florence, but I was talking about the last time we played them in Jadeville. Yeah. Interesting. Was, um, yeah. But, very interesting. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's band day. We usually have a big crowd. Our record attendance for Burgess Snowfield at JSU Stadium uh, was actually set on a band day when we played Liberty right before they moved up to FBS. We were like 60-something people short of packing the house. Uh, with that being said, like it says in the banner below, you JSU fans better not stay at home and watch this on TV. You better get your butts to JSU Stadium and be at the game. Yes, uh, and and I'll go ahead and say that as, as JSU fans and as as JSU itself, we don't get a lot of, you know, we don't get a lot of night games. Um, this is one of the few. And so and it's our first night- home game. And usually night games are really packed and they're a lot of fun. Now, uh, of course, we want to uh, Brandon and I want to share our, you know, not necessarily concerns, but just saying, hey, uh, please, if you are unvaccinated, please wear a mask. If you are vaccinated, that's great. Um, but just try to keep social distance, do whatever you need to do to keep everybody healthy because we want to continue the rest of the season, not drop right after. If you if you catch my drift, so please do the best you can to, to stay healthy and stay safe during that game. Do your part. We all appreciate it. But now, uh, as far as score, Brandon, what, what's your – What's your prediction? Oh, so we we jump into our new segment called Cocky Predictions already. I guess if you if I mean unless you want to talk about what JSU needs to win, which I think overall I think we know what they need to win. 
Well, let's go ahead and talk about that because I personally think they just need to... This is a trap game now. It was not a trap game before, but this is now a trap game. Um, Boys, those of you on the team that listen to this podcast, please listen to what I have to say right now. Stay focused and stay calm. Do not let this win go to your head empower your emotions to the point where you are playing out of control against UNA. UNA last year beat us by seven. If you start playing out of control and unfocused, there is a chance that UNA could possibly beat us. This is a rivalry game. I do not care what anybody says that J says about this game saying JSU will have no issues against UNA. This is a rivalry game. All bets are off the table. Ashton Madison and Richmond. (laughs) And I'll go ahead and say, remember that after uh, after it was two seasons ago when we played Eastern Washington, that was a really big hype game, especially because we played at JSU. We won that game, but yet we still came back the following week and we did our business. We did what we had to do. You have to stay focused. Enjoy this weekend. Enjoy this week, whatever you need to do. But as soon as you get on that field on Saturday, it's game on. Whoop, Yuna, Tuna. Tuna. Yuna, Tuna. No, Whoop, Tuna. That is the phrase whoop, we use this week. Tuna. Whoop, Tuna. Whoop, Tuna. It is uh, Tuna please. hate week, and I love I it. It is Tuna hate week. And so any Lion fans, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sorry, but uh, you're going down. Yeah, they suck. Yeah. Just like Troy so, sucks. What, what's, your, uh, what's your predictions? Um... I honestly think our boys are going to do fine. Um, Still, please listen to what I had to say. Um, I think our, this is a, like I said, this is a rivalry game. Um, All bets are off the table, but I seriously think, especially with how vastly improved JSU looked from week one to week two, Mm -hmm. I think we're just going to keep improving from here on out. Even if we drop a game uh, between now and the end of the season, um, but honestly, I don't think JSU is going to have any issues. Our running game is good. Our passing is now getting um, to where it needs to be. Right. Um, the receivers seem to have the receivers seem to trust Cooper a lot more. Um, so I think I think JSU is going to come out with a win. And my cocky prediction is JSU 38, UNA 14. That was a good score. That was a good score. I'm gonna, my cocky prediction is going to be, I think it's going to be 36 to 7, JSU. That's going to be my belief. I'm going to hold on to it. I'm, I'm, I think we're both going to agree that Jesus is going to look great next week. Um, and so with that being said, guys, we just want to thank each and every one of you for listening. And of course, if you haven't already followed us on Instagram, it's cocky underscore nation. Uh, search for cocky nation at JSU podcast. If you want to listen to this on Spotify or any other locations. And of course, if you haven't already go follow the SCS nation on all social media platforms. They are really good to us. We really love them. We really be, uh, love being a part of all that. 
And so we really hope that y'all go and listen to other podcasts and follow along as this FCS season goes as well. Uh, For future reference, especially in the coming weeks, since we have that Kennesaw State game coming up, uh, Mm -hmm. be on the lookout for collaborations with other podcasts with with, uh, Cocky Nation. Um, Again, thank you all for listening. Um, Our – hold on, let me – I forgot to put up that. Go go. follow all of these handles. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So go search up our handles as well as the title of our uh, Facebook community, uh, Cocky Nation, a JSU podcast. And for Twitter and Instagram, at Cocky underscore nation. Um, And I would also like to say, if you have any questions for us or you want us to answer questions about the season or – um, just in future games or whatever, just please send those, uh, post those in comments on Facebook and on Twitter so that we can answer those questions. Cause we like to hear from you guys as well. Please, please do. Mm-hmm. Even though Cody and I like feeding off of each other, it'd be nice to start a questions segment for cocky sure. nation and have sure. more to discuss in depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, be on the lookout for future collaborations with cocky nation um and again thank you for listening and always uh, always remember go gamecocks and fear the beak fear the beak